0: On today's episode, we're gonna be talking about direct mail. That's postcard campaigns that can be implemented in your e-commerce marketing strategy, just like email. Do stay tuned.
1: Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back.
0: What do sophisticated direct-to-consumer brands like Colourpop, Hawkberry, and Custom Ink all have in common? Well, they rely on Klaviyo, the growth marketing platform that powers over 25,000 online businesses. Klaviyo is supported by a dedicated team of experts, and it is a platform that processes and consumes more data than any other in the market. Klaviyo helps you own customer experience and grow high-value customer relationships. Right from shoppers' first impressions to each subsequent purchase, Klaviyo will understand every single customer interaction and empowers brands to create more personalized marketing moments. When you have a 360 view on customers, the growth possibilities are endless. Visit clavio.com forward slash 2x to get clavio's holiday planning guide. Remember, that is clavio.com forward slash 2x. Hi guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Two X e Commerce Podcast Show. I'm currently your host, and this is the podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. So, if you're looking to drive traffic, um, well, actually, sales via conversions, average order value, traffic, and ultimately sales, um, you, this is the right, you know, e-commerce podcast to, to to tune into. Now, my guest today is a gentleman by the name of Michael Epstein. And um, he has a topic we've never, as in, as in never talked about on um, on, on this show, um, which makes it really interesting. And when the opportunity came to, to interview him and talk about, you know, um, what we're about to, to, to talk about, I just jumped at it. And that's because it's really about direct mail, direct marketing, which many of us um, are not, you know, doing right now. And there's a massive opportunity, as you can imagine. It's really postcard marketing. Um, if you're in the UK and um, you, you you purchase a lot from Amazon, um, Naked Wines, um, and a few others, a few other direct to consumer funded direct to consumer brand, you notice lots of postcards coming in. There's a lot of exchanges, a circle um, of offers, you know, that circulate in their packaging in the UK. In the US, it's similar, although I don't have names. And that's, of course, a very, very, very powerful medium um, to to reach a segment of um, shoppers that digital might not necessarily penetrate. I'm not the expert here. I'm going to wait wait, wait for Michael to to talk about. And Michael also has a a very impressive background. He was able to turn around a nine-figure. We're not talking seven figures here, which is one to 9 million. Um, and we're not talking about eight figures, which is 10 to 99. We're talking nine figures, um, which is 100 million plus. He is able to basically, you know, turn turn this company around. Um, I'm not going to babble too much, you know, again, I just want to introduce Michael to the show. Welcome, Michael. Thank you for for coming on the show. Thank you,
2: Kunle. Great to be
0: with you. Fantastic. Um, Probably not, done you sufficient justice in the intro. Could you introduce yourself? Because you run two businesses. You're a very busy person. Um, Please please take a minute or two to to introduce yourself. Sure
2: thing. Uh, I I am pretty busy. Um, So I'll give you the the two-second version of a 20-year history in e-commerce. I was the quintessential entrepreneur, started my first company, which was a retailer and manufacturer of consumer electronics out of my college dorm room with with my childhood best friend. We started with zero dollars and kind of hustled our way to a million dollars in sales within our first year, ultimately continued to grow that company to tens of millions in in sales over a decade and sold that company to a small private equity group. Um, And after that time, Uh, we, um, I started doing kind of strategic and operating work for private equity backed um, e-commerce brands and direct to consumer brands uh, and helped them with growth strategy. And in some cases went hands-on and on the execution side. Uh, And ultimately um, during that's when I met my current business partner, uh, Drew Sanaki, and we did that work together. Ultimately, uh, we were working with a private equity firm called Kingswood Capital based in LA, and they acquired Auto Anything, which is a direct-to-consumer online retailer of aftermarket automotive accessories. Um, It's a nine-figure business. They were originally owned by AutoZone, and this was a a carve-out, we acquired Auto Anything from AutoZone about two years ago,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, just after that, ended up stepping in to, to run the company with Drew as the CEO and me as the CMO.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and we, Drew and I, also uh, have invested in SaaS companies. And one of the companies that we acquired was uh, uh, a couple of years ago was Post uh, which is this direct mail, um, direct mail app for e-commerce stores, and so we also have been actively running that as well.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Impressive. Impressive. I, I know about Drew because I, I know he runs a, a podcast called Nerd Marketing Podcast. Yeah. So it's interesting. I never made the connection between you and, and Drew. I'm actually just getting to know about it right now, <laughs> which is amazing. Um. So you're, you're in the yeah. Yeah. He's comp-
2: uh... Yeah, he, he he's a pretty well-known guy in the e-commerce space.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so um, that so, I guess I'm 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 going to jump into the last sentence, your your your, your introduction, and you know um, just try and ask what was the state of things, um, when on your first day as CMO, at Otto anything. What does it look like? Um, when you acquire a new business, and then you're told, okay, you're going to be the, the you know, head of marketing, the CMO, c level marketing, lead. Sure.
2: Um, so, you know, it's certainly a little bit of drinking from the fire hose when you step into a company like that. Um, you know, it faces a lot of the challenges that I think a lot of companies uh, may face with um, just needing to execute faster. You know, mm-hmm. I think one thing is that. Um, in this particular case, we were on a legacy tech stack. Like we wish we could be on Shopify, mm. um, but the uh, this company has six million SKUs, so it would literally break Shopify. And so, dealing with a legacy tech stack was certainly one big challenge. You can't do all the nifty things that you want to do. Mm. You can't just plug add plugins and apps and extensions. And so kind of dealing with the challenges inherent with that and the complexity of this business and this industry in particular with that number of SKUs, that number of the the data associated with this business is very complex um, Mm -hmm. because of the number of SKUs, the fact that there's a year make and model for every product Mm -hmm. just makes it a very complex business. Uh, And then I think the other piece of it is is the team and the culture? So stepping into a company that was owned by a giant thirty billion dollar, you know, company like AutoZone, the culture is a lot different than what you would expect in kind of a, a typical e-commerce retailer, right? Mm-hmm. So people were wearing uniforms to the office every day. There was a, there was a, a, actually a cheer that people had to say at the beginning of, of the day. There was a culture of. Kind of bureaucracy that that's kind of inherent with uh with being part of such a large organization like that and you know they had, they had ramped the hr and accounting teams way up but had cut kind of on the marketing side so i think we we focused really on on two things for the first while and the first we, we thought you know we're just going to jump in we're going to start digging into google analytics we're going to start you know, uh, getting into all the, the tactical, uh, execution elements of the business. But what we realized when we stepped in was we really had to fix the culture first. Mm. Um, and you know, Peter Drucker says culture eats strategy for breakfast. And I think that's really true here.
1: Mm.
2: We, we can't, you can't execute in a company of this size until you kind of fix the culture and bring, um, Uh, a a new environment of accountability and execution and kind of empowerment, entrepreneurialism to this business. Um, And, you know, we spent probably the first three to six months focusing really on that, getting the company in a position to start really executing.
0: What were the the easy wins? What what were the low hanging fruits in in terms of, you know, culture? Um, And was it, Top down. Um, we drew at the top as CEO, um, I guess, or was it was it your marketing team that you, you, you kind of changed behaviorally? Or That's a great
2: question. We actually um, you know, we actually turned over the basically the entire senior management team.
0: Whoa. Okay. Yeah, not so. all
2: not all right away, uh, but it it started becoming apparent. I think getting the right people in the right seats is also the key. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, within a relatively short period of time, there were a lot of changes that were made at the top mm-hmm. and, and then it kind of permeated down. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, it was, it was getting the right people in, in the key leadership positions and then helping that, allowing them to build their teams and kind of change. Uh, yeah. Build the teams around them, get the right people in some of the, the mid level and even, um, um, more administrative roles as well
0: great great chain of command it's it stands to the chain of command okay um and then you know how how has been the progress you know so far um there must have been a, did, what happened with the with the e-commerce platform did you replatform platform um, from the legacy um with seven million SKUs? what options did you have
2: uh so yeah that's it's still in progress uh we are we have been modernizing the existing tech stack by kind of replacing the infrastructure piece by piece we've continued to explore and kind of go down the route of looking at if there's any way to get our to get into shopify even magento or big commerce um, it's a it's a big nasty project and so in the meantime we've been kind of modernizing the components of the infrastructure to make it more efficient to operate the business you know there was 50 developers here at one at one wow point. Um, <laughs> 40 databases you know it, it, it was it was it, it was a lot to manage um so you know, we're, we are making a lot of headway there in terms of of, uh, modernizing the stack and starting to bring, invest in other new technology that allows us to operate the business a lot more efficiently, especially the catalog piece of it.
0: Super interesting. Um, just going back again to, to your past, um, what, how did it feel, you know, growing, starting growing, scaling and selling, um, an e-commerce business? Um, successful e-commerce business at, that, at tens of millions of um, jobs. Was it bit, bittersweet, you know, when you, uh, when you got the, the check or um, what, what was it like um, when you had to leave what you had built? Sure. That's a great question. Um, you know, I think that
2: having started that company in uh, when I was, what, 20 years old or so, and that was kind of the main thing that I knew in my professional career for over 10 years, um, it really became a big piece of my identity. Uh, so it was, it was bittersweet. I think in the end, I felt kind of validation and, and, um, I took a lot of pride in the fact that I was able to grow a company from zero and ultimately have a successful exit. Uh, at the same time, you know, that's, it was just, it, it had consumed so much of my life I poured everything into it for so many years that uh, when it was over it was a little bit it was a little bit of soul-searching I think at that point to kind of understand what I wanted to be doing next um, so I was actually really uh, it, it got it was really exciting for me to kind of get to step into that role in working with some of these other larger uh, brands and working with the the investors that own these brands to help. Apply kind of what I had learned over the years to yeah. to these other businesses
0: and and also the strong relationships with the private equity um, firms you you know you sold to well, you just just reinforces the confidentiality really in in you and, and your team Okie dokie. um let's talk about your new business um, you know um, or the, the the second business, which is um, post pilot um, so post pilot is an app. Um, are you in all the app stores like, um, Shopify, you know, big commerce and probably Magento's, um, you know, um, extension, um, um, st- well, um, store or app app space.
2: So, uh, we're natively integrated with Shopify right now and we're in the Shopify app store and we're going to be releasing, um, native integration for, uh, big commerce and Magento very shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, Currently, you can still use uh, Postpilot with um, any e-commerce platform, including custom platforms. It's easy to import uh, your uh, your customer list uh, or a segment of your customers into Postpilot. It's, it's super simple, but um, we have native integration with uh, with Shopify, with the others coming really soon.
0: Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up Remember to head over to rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. Amazing. Okay. Um I love how you described um you know post pilot. Um you said pretty much it's the clavio of direct mail. That's just, you know, <laughs> I just got it event, you know, immediately. Um how long have you guys been been running for?
2: Uh, we've been running for about two years and gotten a lot of great traction. I think, um, cust- as you said, it's it's we've made it you know really ridiculously easy and kind of cost effective to create these personalized post postcard campaigns to drive higher LTV and and profitability. It's it's as, and it's as simple as as creating an email campaign. In some cases, even easier than that.
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: can do a lot of the same things, and that's why we. You say it's like Klaviyo for, for direct and I know you're a big Klaviyo fan, and so am I. Absolutely. Um, you know, you can, you can do all the kinds of segmentation and automation that you do. In an email campaign, you can just flip that into a postcard campaign as well. To kind of take advantage of the 80% or so of people that either aren't on your list or aren't opening your, your
0: emails interesting very very interesting have you got like preset recipes you suggest to users to e-commerce stores um to just get started especially when you when you um for first-time users or best practice you you know like how you have welcome flows and abandoned cartoons, the the easy wins you know the low hanging fruits
2: exactly yeah we do so um when you when you install Postpilot, there's uh, some preset templates and, and recipes, like you were saying, that you can just enable. So you could literally have a campaign up within a couple minutes. There, there's Abandoned Cart, there's win back, there's VIPs, the Second Purchase, Cross-Sell, um, kind of the key campaigns like you would do uh, in an email campaign or some of the best practice campaigns for direct mail.
0: Very, very, very interesting. So... What are the best practices from a deliverability, you know, standpoint? How many postcards would you suggest I send in a 90-day cohort, for instance? Um how does it do, do you have any any guidelines um for, for for listeners? Sure. So, I think
2: uh the The key kind of with any marketing campaign, recency is typically the best indicator of engagement for kind of any marketing campaign, as I'm sure you know. So the more recent a customer has engaged with you, the more likely they are to engage with, uh, you know, a new marketing campaign that they see. So uh, it's how many cards you would send or the size of your campaign would really depend on the number of customers you have and you can, the segments around recency and frequency um, uh, just like you would kind of in an email campaign Um, so for example you might want to send if you have a big storewide sale coming up you could uh, send that to anyone that has bought from you uh, within the last 90 days or 120 days Mm -hmm. Um, and if you want to you could also try and target people that uh, haven't bought from you uh, that bought from you recently, but then haven't made a second purchase. So, mm. if they buy from you, um, wait 30 days and send them a card uh, to come back and make their second purchase. So that's really key for any business is is mm. to get that second purchase.
1: Mm.
2: That's where you get most of your profits, right? So,
1: um,
2: in in many cases. Uh, direct consumer brands are having a harder and harder time getting having, getting profitable even on their first order after you factor in cost of goods and acquisition cost and operational overhead so getting that second order is key and so this is a great way to automate um, sending out uh, an incentive to to have that customer come back and get the, and get a second purchase from them
0: i uh, absolutely agree okay so this idea just came. This question actually came right now. Um, it's like okay, so sometimes um, with email strategy, and now with um, with SMS, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of brands, well, most brands have um, exits intent, well, exit intent pop ups, you know, overlays, you know, pop up overlays um, to for for email collection, and now for mobile phone collections um, for for SMS marketing, and then you put them in a welcome series with the hope of actually converting them at some point. Um, obviously, um, with address information, um, you, you need to get to the cart. You, you need to not just get to cart. You need to get to the checkout page, and you know, put in at least your zip code, you know, information if you've got a zip code finder, um, and that should you know auto populate your your address um, if you have a zip code finder. Um, what? How you? Um, with people vesting that much down into the on site funnel, are you finding? better effectiveness with postcard marketing because you have to have the, you know, the physical address?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, they uh, these are generally existing customers or people that have gotten further down the funnel. So that's one reason mm-hmm. that you're going to see even higher response rates from this. We're working, it's on the roadmap to start doing more kind of on the pure prospecting side and getting higher up in the funnel. Um, but for right now, being able to target uh, your existing customers or people that have gotten, um, that are actually in your database, uh, has helped ensure that you're going to get, you know, really high return on ad spend from the campaigns that you send.
0: Exactly. There's so much to be done with what you have, you know, um, first before you start to, you know, think about who you could potentially have, you know, um, I would think.
2: Yeah, it's exactly right. I think it's a great point in that, you know, I think people tend to forget that there's, you know, there's really, there's three ways to grow a business. There's only three ways. You can either get more customers, you can get your existing customers to spend more, uh, and you can get your customers to place orders more frequently. Um, and so you don't have to just double the amount of customers that you get to double your business. If you actually get 30% more customers, 30% more frequency from your existing customers and 30% more, uh AOV or or them to spend 30 percent more you've actually more than doubled your business and that's much more achievable for most people um to think about it in terms of can i just lift each of those by 30 percent instead of trying to double one of those things so yeah i mean to your point focusing on um the retention aspect and the AOV aspect of the business can drive you know really outsized results, and in a lot of cases, it is actually easier. and uh, And postcard campaigns can really help with that.
0: Absolutely. The lever points um, the the average order value is likely going to be higher with people who you've done business with in the past. Um, yeah, it works really well. Um, yes, yeah. internally. Okay, let, let's get into the postcard. Um, so, best practices with postcard design. Um, so on your website, and the pricing page, mm-hmm. um, I'm on there now. Um, I think they're like four options. Um, no two, two, three sizing options, but four by six, this should be inches, mm-hmm. um, six by nine and, um, six by 19. First question is what size do you recommend? Um, that's one and second is kind of like, you know, um, what should be in there? Um, you know, so like for depending on, on the niche um, in, in email, for instance, um, sometimes it should, you should go really visual, but not just overblow it and just put, you know, images in, in your emails. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- what are you seeing working from a content standpoint? Offers, um, huge text, Um, you know, I, this is totally new to me and I'll, I'll be, um, you know, I'd really love to, to, to hear um, your thoughts on this. Sure. So
2: I think one of the key aspects is personalization. And that's, some, that's something also that's kind of unique with Postpilot that a lot of people might not have, have uh, it, it wasn't really a, a capability of direct mail before to have one-to-one personalization um, at scale. Um, and so what we can, what you can do with Postpilot is um, you, could, you could insert dynamic text onto the card itself uh, based on customer attributes and even purchase history, and you could say, "Hey, Cooley, saw you bought. Uh, we, we miss you over at um, you know Joe's shoes. Um, come back today and buy uh, and get a second pair for, and take fifteen percent off." So, getting that personalization and in, inserting that into the card is one way to increase the relevancy and ensure that your customer is going to to kind of recognize and engage with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from a de- pure design standpoint, uh, certainly kind of a lot of the philosophy and kind of characteristics of a good email campaign are going to apply here. You don't want a lot of clutter. Uh, you don't want, um, you want to keep it clean, simple so that, you know, as they're looking, as they're kind of glancing at something, they get it right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, from a sizing perspective, we recommend, you know, you can just start with the 4x6 unless you just have a lot that you want, you know, a, you really want to make a, a particularly high impact visually, you could get a bit bigger size. But for most people, just starting with the 4x6 is is a perfectly good way to start. But including that incentive is also you know, pretty key as well to make sure you're give, you're putting yourself in the best position to maximize the performance of some of your initial campaigns, and then you can continue to learn from there.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, you know, you could even create a a postcard that goes out to you know um, customers who've bought in a, spe- a specific group of products you you think you know warrants that thank you, um, or you know um, people who've had a very high AOV. You
2: know exactly
0: many use cases here yeah, um to, to apply and you know frequency is important you know once you get that frequent it's one of you know the the elements one factor to to to, to, to driving more re, you know repeat customers so um yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah you're exactly right you can segment by all of those attributes um the, the amount someone has spent, the amount of times they've purchased, when they purchased, what they purchased. So you could say, um, you could send, you know, kool buys jeans, you can send an offer for a t-shirt.
0: Mm-hmm. What about um, post delivery um, reporting? What does it look like? So with email, obviously, um, I'm able to know my click rates, I'm able to know my open rates, um, and I'm you know, able to see that history of what an individual customer or a segment of customers have done over time mm-hmm. uh, with my campaigns, what does it look like um, behind the scenes um, and w- 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 with Post pilots Sure. So you're gonna
2: you're gonna have a dashboard uh, where you see the return on ad spend, just like kind of a uh, a pay per click campaign. Um, and so each campaign uh, that yeah. you send it there's two ways that it can be tracked. Uh, one is we, we automatically track orders that are associated with customers from the time, within 30 days of the time that we know that they received the postcard. So we know then that when they're receiving it and we can automatically attribute orders that they place within say the next 30 days to that campaign. Or you, a lot of people are also um, in, including a specific coupon code. And so if you just, Um, if you input that coupon code into your campaign will automatically track all orders associated with that coupon with that coupon code and track that uh, against the performance of that campaign. Mm -hmm. So you're going to see your return on ad spend right on the dashboard um, automatically tracked uh, and by each individual campaign. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially in a, um, in, in a multi-channel, um, you know, um, well, ecosystem we're in now, um, you know, various touch points need to, to, um, to, to, to a sale. Um, another question I had, um, now I forget, but I would remember now it's in regards to, um, the, yeah, the tracking of, um, of, of posts. So you talked about, you know, tracking of, um, of, Of unique, so so you can generate unique, um, unique discount codes or coupon codes, with with post pilots, right? Yes. Okay.
2: And then you can you can associate them with individual campaigns.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, Yeah. Um, Another thing I wanted to ask was international. Um, So, what geos do you currently cover? Bear with me. Um, we
2: do uh, allow you to, to send worldwide and we're uh, going to be releasing very shortly, if, if not by the time people are listening to this, um, origination from the, the EU as well. So um, currently it originates, uh, the cards originate from the US, but we're going to have two options so that it originates from either the US uh, or the EU. And mm-hmm. so that'll further uh, improve transit times. And even and lower the cost even further for our inner, for, for customers outside of the US. Sense.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, and and what's the uptake here in the EU? Well, we're not longer in the EU. Um, what's the uptake here in, in this part of the world? <laughs>
2: um, we we get a lot of uh, we get a lot of customers from the the UK and uh, and Europe. Um, so um, it's. You know, you know, e-commerce is, is, is global, and so we probably get as many or more customers from outside the U.S. as we do from inside.
0: Amazing. Okay. Yeah, I remember the question now, because that, that was like a, a buffer question, to be honest, um, the one around <laughs> discounts. Now, the question I had was circling back to my first point about you guys um, around demographics, um, mm-hmm. demographic information. Um, are you seeing a... Particular age and sex demographic um, responding better to post to to, to postcards um, in in the post. Um, no, I think it's it's pretty consistent with kind of how with
2: with the demographic of the of the store itself. Um, so you know we're seeing um, one we don't we don't necessarily track the the demographic of the recipient, like as a data point for, because it's, it it's track, you know, the, the actual store creates that sort of segmentation when they, when they build out their campaign. Um, but, you know, the campaigns that are working well on email are going to, for you, or the campaigns that are working, you know, the targeting that you're doing on social is going to be, or, or paid search is going to be kind of consistent with, what you would be doing using a postcard campaign and it's targeting primarily your existing customers. So it's going to, it's going to be consistent with kind of your, your store demographics.
0: Is it true that um, shoppers or customers are surprised um, when they get, um, you know, um, direct mail from brands, especially digital native brands?
2: Yeah. And so I'd say, surprised and delighted uh, people. You know, there have actually been studies done where people like receiving mail from brands that they've done business with. They, they perceive it more as a gift than they do uh, an annoyance, the way that it seems like people are now perceiving email and, and ads in their feeds and, and online. Um, so it's kind of this tangible, visceral um, touch point that people really actually enjoy. And that's the reason they get such great engagement. I mean, it's, you know, the studies are showing the engagement's like 28 times better than an email campaign. And over 85% of people are actually reading it and taking action uh when they when they receive that piece of mail in their hand as opposed to deleting it before they even open it in their inbox
0: pardon the pun it's a real touch point
2: yeah exa- exactly
0: <laughs> but um yeah, yeah as an i personally um I feel like a brand that sends me a postcard um depending on how creative they are um have put in the effort, and um I feel this is, this is really, really anecdotal. Um, I just feel like, um, I trust them a bit more, um, depending on what exactly they're selling. But if, you know, you take that effort, I think I I have that feeling that you're much more robust operation. Um, and there's this feeling of care, um, for, for, for me, especially if I just ordered, you know, um, something or I registered on your site, I didn't order anything, and you send me a, a welcome, you know, um, postcard. Even if it doesn't have a um, a, a coupon, um, if it just has relevant information to me, you know, um, I I just you know take that as a plus, really, for for that brand.
2: Yeah, I think that's right. And you know, it's it is an, a, a great additional mm-hmm. touch point. We we would not suggest that you do this instead of email, for example. Mm-hmm. The idea is that this is you know, it takes multiple touches to kind of maintain that relationship with the customer over time. And so this, this is a great way to ensure that people are feeling nurtured and taken care of and that they're engaging with your brand in ways that they might not have otherwise. And we're finding that when you combine uh, postcard campaigns with some of your other d- digital marketing campaigns, like email customers are not just you're not just retaining customers better, but those customers tend to spend more, I think, because of the points that you mentioned. They just feel more loyal to that brand. So their AOVs actually increase when they're seeing, when they're exposed to multiple touch points like that.
0: The, the other interesting thing is, um, or point I want to make is um, when it's like business to business, um, personally, I have less of a connection. And if it's personal, so let's say I was ordering like photo frames for my family for some family photos and the photo frame company sends me, you know, a card, you know, a a postcard, I'd feel more loyalty, more, um, you know, brand empathy, more affinity, sorry, not not brand empathy Mm -hmm. um, for, for that brand as compared to a postcard or a catalog with office supplies that comes into the office you know, um, which is interesting in itself. But again, it's anecdotal rather than, um, you know, um, the the norm. Yeah, I but I,
2: I think you're right. I, and I think there have been some studies to that effect.
0: Okay. Um, are there any points you, you want to make? I, I, this is really super interesting. Um, for those of you listening, I, I found this interesting. Um, I've learned um, you know, it's on, um, and it is something I will be experimenting, um, with, um, with, with some of the campaigns I'm involved in. Um, but, but Michael, are there any other, is it, do you have any pattern words for, for, for listeners, um, to, um, you know, around, um, growth, especially, um, retention and, um, post-pilot?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that retention is, is just key to growth and, and overall profitability. It's, the better you're able to retain customers and get subsequent purchases, your profitability just skyrockets at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think the other key is that um, a lot of e-commerce brands and direct-to-consumer brands today are struggling with uh, the fact that paid pay-per-click continues to increase, cost per acquisition, you know, cost per acquisition continues to get harder and harder email open rates and email engagement continue to get harder. And everyone's just kind of searching for a channel that's not as saturated and a way to engage with their, con- with their customers in a meaningful way. And direct mail is something that a lot of people probably wouldn't have thought of and don't know what, how it's kind of evolved for, for e-commerce brands today and mm-hmm. that you can do these really sophisticated campaigns, but really easily. Uh, and all for really less than the cost of a single click. I think that's you know another key point is exactly. you can do one to one personalized postcard campaigns uh, for you know for less than what you're paying for a single click through search or social. Um, and if you if you do have you know questions or you you're cons- you're not sure how to get started, we all, we have a concierge service as well that'll basically. It's basically a do-it-for-you service. So, you know, you you can use our – we make it really easy to do it yourself, um, but we have people on the team that will help you build out your whole campaign for you if you need help getting started.
0: Brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. Thank you so much, Michael, for tuning um, in. Um, I will link to post pilot.com, which is, um, the website. And if you guys want to check out, um, you know, um, where Mike's, um, a, a CMO along with Drew being the CEO is auto dot um, um, what do you hang out on social media a lot, Michael? Um, yeah,
2: I, but probably the best way is just to email me directly. Okay. Um, if you want to reach me, feel free to reach out. You could email me at, uh, Michael at dot Okay, and always happy to chat with other entrepreneurs.
0: Brilliant, 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 brilliant. And Um, if
2: you want, I can offer you a coupon code if you like to your listeners. Yes, yes, please.
0: Um, Shoot, give it to us.
2: Why not? Sure. Let's uh, uh, let's do code uh, Kule fifteen.
0: Kule fifteen. How's that? What does that give us? 15? And then I'll
2: get you 15% off uh, your your first postcard campaign on PostPilot. Okay.
0: Super, super, super. Thank you, Michael. Um, Great to connect. Before I let you go, what book um, has made the the biggest impact in how you view building a, a business and growth? Ooh,
2: great question. Um, we've been working on implementing traction um, okay. f- at, at Auto Anything for about the past year. It's a great framework for growth particularly as you go kind of beyond the solo entrepreneur stage of your business in structuring kind of key objectives for the business and creating accountability and a culture of execution
0: brilliant um so it's traction get um get a grip on your business by Gino Wickman yes Awesome. All right. I'll link to it in the show notes. Thank you again. Um, super interesting. Uh, love this conversation and hopefully catch up with you in the near future.
2: Thanks, Kulay. Great to be with you.
0: you. Okay.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of 2x e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2x e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2 xe e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.